Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. 3, 2, 1. Allez, vite! I don't know how to say jam in French. So how I said, let's go. bad do you want to tell people why you know how to speak French? Not at all. <laughs> you don't want to be like, I actually lived there. Well, you know, back in my youth, I did spend some time abroad. <laughs> I'm a man of the world, Zach. It's dangerous in here. Let's play outside. Remember that part? No. Oh, fuck, know. yeah. <laughs> There's like the little weird Cupid angel baby following Yeah, that thing Spike was scary. Inside the one ride where he's fighting. Do you watch much South Park? Not up to date. It reminded me a lot of, there's a running thing in the last handful of seasons, I guess, of like a little baby Cupid Cartman that follows him around. And oh it, it was exactly like that. Hi, everybody out there. Welcome to another session of Brokeback Bebop. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And how are you doing, man? I'm glad I'm to good. talk. How are you? I'm doing okay. Happy Monday. Happy whatever day to the Well, I was listening. talking to you, not not them. It's not for them yet. You know, you're right. Sometimes it's easy to forget when we're like speaking to other people through these conversations together that we are actually talking to each other. On this show at least we do. Hi. That's true. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here for an exciting other session with you, buddy. Sounds like there's like a robot outside who's oh, like yeah? transforming. Yeah. Did a you see? Well, this is community adjacent to our other podcast. That there's going to be a new Transformers animated show, and Danny Pudi is, I think, Bumblebee or one oh, of. Cool. He's definitely one of the main Transformers. I don't remember for sure. I, I did not Bumblebee. see that. That's pretty cool. I hope. Is it like digital or hand drawn? I don't know. If it's digital. I just I will saw not like a text press release about him being the voice. I didn't see anything. That's about pretty the show. cool. I like. Yeah. Did you watch Transformers as a kid? Mm, honestly, I watched the first two Michael Bay movies, and that's about it. I didn't really you, watch the you cartoons. Get it. Maybe I played with the toys a little bit. I've I've sure. been on Transformers 3D the ride a few times. Hey, that was fun. I liked the Transformers It's no ride. Jimmy Fallon, the ride, but no. it is what it is. Today we're talking about, it's the 21st episode of Brokeback Bebop, but we're talking about the 20th episode session of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Pierrot Le Fou, Requiem for a Clown. Well, I liked Transformers as a kid. I remember I got the this. The episode was storyboarded by Yoshiyuki Takei. It was directed by Yoshiyuki Takei, and it was written by Sadayuki Mirai. Ooh, almost got the triple crown. Why? What, what did I do wrong? Not you. The 
Oh, doing all. Director. I thought you meant on pronunciation. You're doing great, Zach. In Japan, the episode first aired on March 13th, 1999, and in the U.S., it aired on November 5th, 2001, the same day as the previous episode, Wild Horses. Wow, Wild Horses. Let's do some trivia. I got two questions for you, and they're very similar. I've got three questions for Whoa, you. Whoa, you go ahead. Where's the party that Faye gets invited to? Spaceland. Yeah, on, on Mars. Spaceland. But it's not really a party, or it hey, is. It's a trick. Yeah. My it's first question, what elevator animal does Spike exit from in Spaceland when he first arrives? Oh, shit. Is it a penguin? No, it's a dog that looks very much like one Pluto, the dog. Oh, shoot. Oh, boy. Michael Eisner's coming for you, Bebop. You better watch out. Michael Eisner specifically. (laughs) What's the icy battleground called? I know that they showed it. I don't know it. It'll be Iceland. You know, they could have done a little. Maybe it's lost in translation somewhere, but the names are pretty Spaceland. I'm sure it's not. (laughs) (laughs) My other question, what giant falling head almost crushes Spike after Faye shoots it? Is it a dog? No, it was like a Pluto? little piggy. Fuck! Uh, <laughs> I just said they were similar questions because they both had to do with like the animals. Well, I've got one but more nice for try. you, buddy. All right. <laughs> what attraction does Spike kill the animatronic dog in front of? Fuck. I don't know. Western land. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just guessed something land and I could have gotten a half point. Okay, well, that was trivia. That was fun. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. It's been great. I'm Michael Eisner. We'll (laughs) see you next week, everybody. And I'm Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen head. Yep. If I see one more You know that can't be true because the podcast would be so much more anti-Semitic if you were. I try and slip it in where I can. Yeah, it's coded. (laughs) It's very coded. Well, now it's time for... Adolf Hitler's sixth favorite segment on our shows. <laughs> He's a big fan. He moderate. <laughs> as much as he can understand the concept of podcast, he's a big fan. Yeah. You can you hear that at all? No. But I is the Zoom audio thing. Maybe I will when when I put it together. And this is the Bebop. I don't edit shit out of this, so everybody can hear it. What's going on? The whole I don't know what the fuck's going on out there. I I truly cannot describe to you what I'm hearing. Oh. (laughs) Well, isn't that fun for podcasting? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? (laughs) It sounds kind of like if, like, there were, like, a jackhammer, but it's underwater. Okay. So it's like... (laughs) But also, like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. (laughs) And now that's what we've all heard. But now we're going to hear, uh-huh. we're going to find out, we're going to discover, we're going to unsleuth, we're going to uncover whether or not the undercover brother known as Zach yes. comprehended, I, I almost want to say comprehood, <laughs> like understood, comprehended <laughs> the episode. Did Zach comprehend the episode? The segment will be, does Steven have a grasp on the English language this week? (laughs) Not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did Zach comprehend the episode this week? We've got a a meaty, puffed up, air-filled boy for you this week, Zach. How you feeling? Sure, I see what you mean. You know, I feel like the episode doesn't have a ton of moving parts. 
And there are some pieces of information that can be left out while getting the whole story. Mm-hmm. So if I, I, I don't know, I, I feel okay, but it's always a matter of can I get more than ten seconds worth of information out in the twenty seconds allowed? Yeah, it's it's tricky. Now where you're wrong, Zach, is the animatronics did have a lot of moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a whole parade. Were they were the animatronics playing the music or? Was Sorry it, to everyone, because I'm literally drinking an iced coffee right now. The worst thing to drink on a podcast. How do you like that? How do you well, like I can that hear a little slosh. ice noise? Yeah. A drink with ice. I've done it once or twice while we're podcasting, and it truly is a bad choice because <laughs> you can't edit it around it very well. Yeah, it I very specifically choose my beverages beforehand. I've got a very comically large bottle of water here that I will be sipping from. It's tap, though. Steven, I have heard every possible noise <laughs> that could come from your mouth. I can close my eyes and hear the sound of your body digesting water, and it makes me fucking sick. <laughs> I pass gas sometimes, and I just hope that Zach either edits it out or the Zoom or bass blasts it. <laughs> Don't podcast edit anyone. I'm one of those people that, sorry, I keep stalling, but mouth noises food noises especially mm-hmm. if i can hyper fixate on them really gross me out mm-hmm. i'm sure lily hates it but i have to be like please don't eat until i can turn something on so it's not like the only <laughs> noise it's like worse than nails on a chalkboard to me so wow. if you're that type of person don't get into audio editing especially just yeah. people talking for three hours because the human <laughs> body is disgusting and it makes horrible horrible noises all the time yeah anyway was that a b that <laughs> uh, somewhere on the green to red seconds, right all right guys i'm gonna we're gonna give zach 20 seconds and he's gonna tell us what the fuck just happened all right uh are you ready zach i think so okay three uh, uh, wait hold on oh. en francais <laughs> Trois. will i get extra points if i french gibberish speak the whole time maybe <laughs> but you gonna. might lose a lot uh, trois, deux, un, go! Spike has an unfortunate chance encounter with a genetically modified assassin who has the mind of a baby but the killing of a machine and he has a tendency to be afraid of cats. Uh, he's one of the only people to narrowly escape this person and he ends up being taken to a theme park where Ed is trying to get rid of his, uh, his, his force field thing and they fight and Spike gets to stab him and he dies like a little bitch, the little baby, and then he, I still have time, and then there's a, a parade that stomps him to death. Stop! So I forgot to hit the start on the timer until, like, at least six or seven seconds in, and then I just pressed start and still gave you 20. I panicked. I panicked. You did. I, I, I wanted to fuck with you. I wanted to psych you out a little bit. I panicked. You know, Zach, you did a pretty good job. Yeah, but I could have done so much better if I hadn't panicked, because I knew what I wanted to say. Yeah, you didn't really get a whole lot about the space land. Right. You slipped in the parade, but kind of after I'd already said stop, and that was like 28 seconds in, so... <laughs> At least. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a B for that though. You okay. got most of the main yeah. points. You just missed. I could have done a lot little better. Bits. If I got a second take, I would nail it. Yeah, we mostly would. Well, most... Let's talk about the episode then. We do, but Zach, I want to real quick. Yeah. You know, this is the anime show that we do, and I want to highlight uh, a new anime. I talked last. You time. had your chance. I you didn't, didn't have my chance. When... Oh. 
<laughs> now you be my time is now. Assertive that you want to say something pre-segments, but I'm kidding. What? Because you did mention it almost as soon as we got on the Zoom call today. I did. Yeah. So the new summer season of shows is just starting, and uh-huh. I always like learned to highlight... all about golf club. We've learned about yeah, my mail order fuck doll. Yeah. We've learned about all the hits playing this year. Yeah. Well, we've got a new one based on the cult popular light novel. We've got Crunchyroll Zone. My stepmom's daughter is my ex, which I think in Japanese is just called my stepsister is my ex. But, you know, they wanted to make it. We're pretty dumb here in America. You need to. Yeah. You can't take us from point A to point C. We've no. got to get everything in. Got to get everything going yeah. on there, which is the classic tale of a middle school couple who breaks up. They're going to high school now, but guess what? Their single parents get married. Now they're in the same house. A real Drake and Josh situation. Exactly. They don't want to make it awkward for their parents. They're not going to tell them they used to date. They just want to act normal. Uh, I'm already out. The parents, there's no way the parents wouldn't have known that they dated. They school dated. Mm, Bullshit. (laughs) I was kind of on board until that point. Really? That's what did it for you? Yeah, it felt like a fun, kooky scenario, but bullshit. The parents would know that they dated. Would they? Sure. How? Um, You think the Japanese parents talk to their fucking kids? No, but I think... When the parents start dating and marrying, there would be someone who was – I, I feel like the information would definitely get out. No, in, in these shows, Zach, you never get to meet the stepmom until they move in. I guess that's true. They're like, <laughs> I guess that's Here, true. Here, son, this is your new stepmom and anyway, her daughter. Okay. They're moving good? into our home. It was much better than it should have been. I watched the first episode. It was what kind of Is it just like a lighthearted comedy or is it like a relationship drama? It's a little bit more of like a definitely more in the love, comedy. Except now well, there was a pretty saves. steamy scene because they like basically were like, well, we shouldn't be calling each other by our first names. That's weird. We should call each other like brother and sister like mm. you do in Japan. Okay. It's a whole thing. Okay. And so they're like, well, call me big brother. So we'll call me big sister, I even though they were born like on the same day. She was born 30 minutes I don't minutes like the look him. in your eye. And they're like, well, <laughs> okay, here's the this. deal. Whoever doesn't act like sibling-y has to call the other person the big sibling. And so they're, like, trying to get each other to, like, fuck up and, like, be awkward. And so she's like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to come out of the shower in my towel and sit here on the couch because it's my house. And I'm just being comfortable. But then she gets embarrassed. She's like, oh, shit, my towel's about to fall and he's going to fucking see me. Then through an unfortunate series of events, they stumble and he lands on top of her on the couch. And they have an almost steamy moment. And she's like, remember the thing. You're going to lose. We have to call my big sister. And he's like, I don't really give a shit right now. And then the parents walk in, so she hides in the ottoman, and he's like, what the fuck was I going to do? And she's like, holy shit, that was almost bad. That's why I can't stand this piece of shit. And he's like, and I can't stand that bitch. And that was the end of the first episode. (laughs) I'm never watching that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it'll be entertaining. I've talked about the show Domestic Girlfriend on here before. It gives me Uh that vibes, but a little bit less trashy, and I'm here for it. I'm glad that you're having fun with your uh, incest porn cartoon show. Domestic Girlfriend, if anyone's forgetting, is the one where the kid has a crush on his teacher, but then he like hooks up with this other high school girl, but then his dad marries the mother of both of those girls, so he's in a house with both of them. Okay, we're halfway through the podcast. Let's talk about... No, that sounds funny, but I think the parents would definitely know. 
<laughs> well, they'd know after they come home and everyone's like, oh, hey, hey, Where's mom and dad. Where's the son? Can't asleep. find him Sorry. around the house. Oh, he's in the ottoman? <laughs> They're like, hey, we see your fucking hair sticking out of the couch. Can you get out of there, please? Yeah. I could smell the pre-cum when I pulled into the <laughs> uh, the, the neighborhood. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're here. We're talking about <laughs> Piero Le Pew, Pepe Le, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Well, no, let's 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 drop our silliness a little bit because I think this is a really really good episode of the show. I think so too, Zach. We've got action. It's 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 one of the first like hyper kind of episodes. It's intense. It's we've scary a little, a little bit. Yeah. It has a lot of horror vibes to it that the show doesn't typically go into. There's almost no sci-fi elements in this episode, other than, of course, like, there are some spaceship moments in the mm-hmm. theme. But it's very much like a cat and mouse game. Yeah. And it's fun. And the villain is interesting and feels very of a superhero villain or a horror villain. But he's still scary, even though it's kind of silly. I really like it. Yeah, we were talking before I like it we... more each time I watch it recorded it that it has some like batman the animated series vibes and when they're in the theme park it absolutely feels like some of the best like joker batman like battles the laugh is classic joker yeah they should have gotten mark hamill to voice the dude that would have been incredible what do you like about this episode how does this one stack up for you i think this is probably in my top five yeah this one's one of my favorites because i think it's just so action-packed like the weight of each shot that pierre fires feels like a real gunshot they're heavy i think it's easy and shows I mean, take something like G.I. Joe, for example. They're shooting, like, a thousand bullets, and they're just going wherever. But in this show, like, every shot that somebody takes, like, hits something and, like, either hits a person or hits something near that person. I like the gravity of it. Like, we really feel like, oh, shit, this guy's really killing people. Spike needs to watch out. Yeah, there are a lot of details that make that really stand out in this episode, throughout the episode. I thought the sound design was particularly good in this episode. Hearing the killer grind his teeth and like deeper and deeper throughout the episode really puts you in like this is a drange like mentally ill person Mm -hmm. and that's what feels a lot like a horror movie you know like your michael myers and stuff that are literally just these machines that there's nothing in their head yeah they just kill and i feel like the episode brings that across really well and spike is a worthy foe for this dude because he doesn't really get scared and he doesn't really back off from a thing, even though he kind of gets quote unquote tricked into going to the theme park to stand off with them. He knows exactly he what's knew happening what he was doing. before yeah. he even goes, as soon as he sees the invite, right? Is yeah. that why Faye didn't want Ed to mention the email? Because yeah, she, she knew Spike what it go. was and knew that, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I think that the motivation for Spike and Piero here is purely like for Piero, he doesn't really have a reason for doing what he's doing, but he just he likes, likes killing. It. Yeah, he's it's here. Fun. I go killing again, you know. And it's very clear that he has no grasp on the pain that he's inflicting on people. Yeah, because then when pain is inflicted upon him in the end of the episode. It's very clear that he's never had to experience that before. He has no concept on what he's doing. He just yeah. was built to do this thing, and he does it really well, and he has fun doing it. I think his kind of origin is interesting. It's like if, if the Captain America experiment went wrong, and instead <laughs> of making Chris Pine or uh, Chris Evans, whichever one plays Captain America is Chris Evans, Evans, I think. Instead of making him, you just like fried his brain and made Eleven from Stranger Things 
but with a top hat. Like it, it's I really wild. like that whole sequence when we get the flashback into how he was created. I just thought it was expertly. I don't know the footage of needles injecting into yeah. cells, and it almost looks real mixed with the. I don't know. You feel cloudy and hazy, just like mm-hmm. he does, and confused. And I thought it was a really well placed at the at the, that point of the episode too to tell us. Like we kind of figured out what was going on yeah. with him, but to really get to see it in a later part of the episode, I thought was really cool, really effective. Well, as you know, Zach, I write down like important things from the episode that we should mention at some point, and the first thing I wrote down is Sakuga which is basically the word that means moments of really high-detail animation that normally cost a lot of money and take a lot of time to draw. And this episode is, like, full of it. Like you said, that whole flashback sequence, like, with the needles, with the, like, stuff flowing through. The fight is so fluid, even from the first time that... The first fight, I think... The second fight, obviously, is probably a little more impressive because it takes up such a huge chunk of the mm-hmm. episode. But the first fight, you're really just dropped into it, and Spike gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And it's pretty effective. Instead of having, like, a punch starts being thrown, then it gets hit, we see every bit of, like, the hmm, punch traveling. Sure. We see all the movement. And that takes so much time and effort to do that well, and they like oh, threw a ton of it in this episode. like that and make it a fluid motion. Yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, even to think about the sequence, the animation of the pool table. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like in the animation, it even caught. You know, when you're playing pool and you hit the cue ball, and it has that really satisfying where it's not rolling but just skating across yeah. the table. I feel like they animated that for a second, and then it rolls again and hits. I just thought that was really satisfying. So good, really fluid. I, that opening I scene fluid, is so cool. Hand-drawn animation. Another, I think, really smart choice is there's not a lot of music in this episode. Mm-mm. Especially not the first half, and that, and then it's more uh, setting music. It's like the noises from the theme park in the, yeah. the second half of the episode. And I think that kind of frees up our attention a little bit to focus on the animation and really appreciate how. Cool I think it, it is. also, even though horror movies have their music, I think it adds to what gives this episode a different vibe. It leaves you on edge the whole time mm-hmm. because there's no snap, jazzy. You don't really got to worry yeah. about anything because everything's to the beat of music. You know, it's really intense and it's quiet and it's spooky and it's eerie. I think that's, I mean, one of my favorite anime fights of all time is at the very end of the show Naruto, which you should check it out, Zach. It's only like 750 episodes. That's the one anime that I got into for a while when I was a kid, but I probably watched like the first 50-ish sure. episodes, and I think I read the first, like, four or five volumes. Nice! Yeah. I didn't know you were a Naruto fan, Zach. We should talk about it more. Well, I never got into it as much. Like, I only started it. It was yeah. similar to the how I'd love to be into Doctor Who. Sure. Because so many people like it, and it seems like a cool thing to be a part of. And I tried it, and I see the appeal, but I didn't get hooked. Yeah, that's fair. Well, the last fight in Naruto, and Naruto's a very music-heavy show, pretty iconic sound all the time, but the final fight is just the fight, and it makes it have so much more weight because the emotional weight of that fight is beyond that. I think this episode kind of uses a similar trick where the music is normally on par with whatever else is happening. Like They're both equally important in this show because moves to the beat of jazz. You know, we got a whole cosmic gumbo situation (laughs) going on here. But in this episode, it's not a quirky fun bounty hunt adventure there's no prize for spike winning this fight except he doesn't die he just got unlucky and was in the crosshairs of this guy he's an assassin and seems to 
have some notoriety. People know mm-hmm. who he is, know about this guy. They talk about him. So there is like a larger world story there, even if it's not like the bounty that they're going after. But it yeah. really does feel like Spike gets unlucky or in the end, maybe Perot, maybe he got unlucky. Yeah. You know, he got unlucky to because like the be in Spike the was the one Spike. that he. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I don't totally understand, mm-hmm. Faye getting the message about going to the park, mm-hmm. I don't totally understand where that comes from. Because if Pro is so unhinged and doesn't really understand, how's he going to track them down and send that message? Or if he can do that, could he not also just find where Spike is? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's my only like thing that makes I didn't that think about that, like, but that question. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about the fucking scary ass animatronics yet. Yeah, I'm not a very Five, five Nights, at, Nights Freddy's. at Freddy's yeah. adjacent. I'm familiar with the series. Yeah. People that are probably like a few years younger than us got like really into that whole thing. It was a little after our time. Not that we wouldn't have fun with the games, yeah. but the the lore and stuff's a little kind of like much. Fortnite. Like I know people yeah. our age play Fortnite, but it was like after we were in high school. Exactly. It's terrifying. Mm. And this this was way before Five Nights at Freddy's. So I mean, clearly animatronics have been thought of as scary for a long ass time see i don't really find the animatronics that scary in this episode i think that the parade's a little ominous it's i mean there's no sense of like these things have a mind of their own they're just like the set dressing to me you're telling me that that big tall skinny guy that walks by Faye when her plane crashes isn't terrifying Maybe he looks but like I the Baba Duke. <laughs> I don't think it's anything near as scary as like the action that's going on in front of it. That's fair. I, I think for me though, it adds to the the, the scary ambiance, really cool. especially with the killer being like a little kid. Yeah, with all the laughing, having, and I love theme parks. I it reminds me also of one of the very first episodes of. Uh, Futurama, which aired about the same time, was a theme park that's on the moon. It's like in the future, going to the moon isn't a big deal anymore, mm-hmm. so they've like touristy <laughs> turned it into a theme park. And I don't know, I like the concept of a space theme park. Yeah. That space travel has come so far that it's now a, a tourism destination, and there's mm-hmm. a theme park. I think that's funny. Yeah, and I, I, love I like parks, that. So it's a cool setting. There was some cool roller coaster design in the episode. Yeah, that looked fun as well. I would hell. ride some of those rides. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to talk about while we got time? Jet and Faye. Okay. They're not at the and forefront Ed. in this episode. And Ed. Ed has some funny moments. Yes, I like Ed's bit. You know, I think Ed does what Ed needs to do in this episode to fill my well, Ed Ed's cup. really important to the episode because yeah. he's the reason the force field comes down. Exactly. But I was saying Jet and Faye don't really play a major role in this one, but they are support for Spike, and I like that. I mean, we have Jet who's like, Spike, you shouldn't be getting into this. Like, this is more than you think it is, so I got to go help him. We have Faye who, she and Spike have kind of a nice moment where... A really nice moment. A little bit reminiscent of early on in the series when Spike is all taped up after falling sure. out of the church window, and Faye is kind of like, you're kind of helpless, like, whatever. And here it's a similar thing. She's like, you know, you just keep getting beat up like this. And he's like, well, you know, would you come to help me? Like, if I was really dying? And I think Spike all the time, even in the last episode, is always like, well, this could be the last time you see me. I'm going off to die. And he kind of <laughs> makes a joke about that in this one that I really like. But he's, he's like, this serious. is really the time. Just yeah. kidding. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's true. And Spike is always running off to do these things. And he very well could not come With back. With no a lot of them. second thought. Yeah. Just runs right into it. I thought the moment with Faye and Spike was nice because Faye has this, keeps calling Spike a lunkhead. Mm-hmm. It mirrors earlier in the series, but it's with a lot more fondness than what it was before. Like in the beginning of the show, they truly did not like each other. And yeah. here they butt heads, but it's a lot more 
brother sister where mm. would you come and help me and she obviously yes would but instead is like you're an idiot you know like can't yeah. say that i think it's cute one thing i wanted to make note of because i mentioned it in an earlier episode ed finally calls fei 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 in this episode and in the japanese one ed calls her that Does a lot it all earlier. the time yeah interesting they probably just couldn't get around it this time because Faye actually addresses it and is like... Well, they make somebody. a cute deal out of it. And it works it being the first time, yeah. too, because Faye's like, that's annoying. Don't do that. Just call mm -hmm. me Faye. It just seems like the weird thing that Ed has is caught on to this yeah. episode. And I like the part when Faye is trying to read the email and is like, hold still. And holds like the <laughs> laptop still, but Ed is still like weaseling around underneath it. I thought well, because really, I absolutely really was that kid that was like, hey, mom, look at this game. Like was moving my Game Boy all around. And you she's still like, are you were trying to show me stuff on your phone screen through a zoom call today because you were trying to say yeah face black straps were a thong they're overalls i see it now but it's a little so i don't know uh, now who's sexualizing the drawing no, no 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 not not seductive who's sexualizing the drawing you just put sexy thoughts into my head i wasn't even going that way that's my goal i was thinking like <laughs> i don't know i feel like the suspenders aren't necessary for the outfit well her shorts aren't buttons zach so they are and it, <laughs> i guess that's true <laughs> well it would have made sense if it was a thong because it kind of curves up her body in the way that like a thong would catch hips but it goes up higher and faye doesn't have any hips whatever <laughs> that's not we're that's a whole can of worms we could do a whole <laughs> podcast about the thong oh we will suspender lines we will that's after we finish the live action oh that'll be interesting what's faye wearing in the live action very different clothes suspenders <laughs> well, yeah, because that wouldn't work on a real person. They would be nude all the time. I follow enough cosplayers to know you can do it, but not if you're going to move around. It works well static if you're just opposing. But try and take one step and your whole... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have any last thoughts before we give a captain? Do you think we got it out? I really like this episode. Yeah. We only have a few episodes left of the show, and this episode both is one of those great villain of the week episodes, mm -hmm. and it changes up the whole vibe, so it doesn't just feel like them doing a thing again or anything This is one of my go-to, like, if I want to watch some Cowboy Bebop, this is in, like, the five rotation episodes that I'll throw on, just because it's got all the dark that I like, all the characters get at least some moment that I enjoy, and the action is just so heavy is the word I keep using, but just because there's weight to everything that they do in this one. It reminds me of the Vicious and Spike fight where you feel every blow sure. that lands, you know? And I think that's We've so been cool. saying a lot lately about how certain episodes would be good first episodes for people. I don't think this would be a good first episode for somebody. Probably not, no. Because it doesn't really it talk about the It might be an show. okay episode if you're never going to watch the show again because it kind of is a one-off story. Yeah. But I don't think you quite get an idea of the show from this episode because it's in a different genre almost this yeah. week. I don't know. Just a thought I had. It's cool, though. That's not to say it's not one of my favorite episodes yeah. of the show. It is. I just don't think it's the best introduction. This one's tough this week. I'm going to give my honorable mention to Piera this week. I think he's an awesome villain. Probably my second favorite villain that the show has had so far. Under... Under the... Hakim? No, not no, Hakim. The guy that the black was guy. the escaped convict the that guy? killed the whole spaceship full of people. The scary guy with the blade. Oh, that might have been Hakim. Was his name Hakim? Uh, 
I don't no, know. Hakeem was the undercover guy who like did the yeah you're right costume the cosplayer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the other guys is probably a little bit uneven keel, but definitely top two, top three villains of the whole show. He's awesome. But I gotta get to Spike. Spike is just a fucking badass this week. He is like ready to go into danger and die just because he got his ass whooped and he was like, well, can't let that stand, so I might as well go in this amusement park. Spike adapting to being out of his element when it comes to the terrain of the fight and like jumping yeah. to like the roller coaster super cool super badass this is a really 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 cool spike moment and for people who like spike's probably my favorite character of the show this is like because we all know like steven spike. needs a boy to place himself into i do not place myself as spike actually you don't think so Zach. no you place yourself into Faye or jet i wish hey -o. Well, Jet's black, so... I don't really see you so much as Jet, but I could see the aspect of being really anal about the way things are run on the ship and the cooking and the tending to the garden. I could see you in some of that. Not so much the cop thing. Yeah, all cops are bad. Even uh, Jet. <laughs> I'm going to flip-flop yours. I am going to give the, the little clown boy mm -hmm. my honorable mention. The reason not Spike... Spike is really badass in this episode, but he often is, and I don't think... It necessarily gives me anything we haven't seen out of Spike before. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's going to throw himself into this situation and without making it look like a big deal, yeah. nail it, you know? I But the villain is so unique. And even though it's reminiscent of comic book characters, it's a unique villain. I haven't seen a character like that before, and it's unique mm -hmm. to this show. He's not just some bounty. I got to give it to him. It was entertaining. I like it. Yeah. I'm on board. That's a buy. And that's the show. I had a lot of fun talking about this one with you, Steven. Yeah, I feel like we could talk for like an hour on this episode. It was so cool. I feel like we could talk an hour about most of them. Mm-hmm. But there's also something about having a half hour stuffed with what we'd like to say and there still being more that we could have said. Exactly. Go watch Next the episode. We're talking about Boogie Woogie Fang Shui. I like the name of that. Boogie Woogie Fang Shui. Little preview. We get to learn a little more about Jet's past, kind of. How close are we to the episode that kind of sets up the movie? Do you know which episode that is? The movie happens between 21 and 23, I think. We got Boogie Woogie Fang Shui, and then it's Cowboy Funk, and then it's Brain Scratch. Well, there's not really an episode that sets up the movie. Oh, I thought it just takes place It just between, takes place in between two Takes episodes. place between 21 and 23, I think. All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with another steaming hot pile of Brokeback Bebop. Hey, Bye, yo. Everybody. Bow, 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 bow. There's music bow, playing. Wow, 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 Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast, where starting at $5 a month, you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!